0: Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And if you are a highly sensitive person, a sensitive soul like I am, I'd love to give you my Sensitive Soul Empowerment Guide. It's a PDF, and it, it helps you with three ways of navigating to more uh, peace, positivity, and personal power. So you can live the life of your dreams, fulfill your purpose, and uh, just have a lot of fun and joy. So if you're interested in that freebie, it is at SensitiveSoulGuide.com. It's all on Word, SensitiveSoulGuide.com. So today on Lightwear Radio, we are going to be talking about music, but not just any music, music for healing, the future of healing music. In fact, um, this is called Frequency Minded Music, and I'm interviewing Ian Morris, who is the sound alchemist and founder of Listening to Smile. You can check out his website at ListeningToSmile.com. So it's uh, this company is really unique because, um, you know, this healing company developed had the purpose of improving mental, emotional, and physical wellness for people of all ages. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the nuts and bolts of, you know, what is frequency-minded music. And I was introduced to, um, you know, frequencies and sound healing through one of my teachers, who is uh, Jeffrey Thompson a chiropractor, and since then was very, very interested because at that time, I was suffering from fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, and then I got to learn how important uh, frequency can be. In fact, that's all there really is in terms of energy, you know, frequency, and there's so many different tools out there that we can use to heal ourselves, and this is a great opportunity for my listeners to learn about sound therapy, how to use sound and that type of frequency to get you into a place of automatic healing. So today we're going to cover with my guest, um, you know, what is frequency-minded music, what is sound healing, um, how you can use it as a healing tool for whatever, you know, condition or issue that's happening, uh, how it can be used for expanding consciousness, um, and much, much more. And before I uh, introduce my guest, I want to share with you a little bit more about him. So he's the founder, like I said, of Listening to Smile healing frequency-minded music for personal growth and well-being. He has over 21 years' experience in the performing arts field, and he's made it his life goal to use his gifts and passion to be of service to people that are in search of healing. So his career started at the Interlochen Center for the Arts in Interlochen, Michigan, and shortly thereafter he founded a nonprofit called Homemade Genius, where he worked in the underserved community with music and art lessons as well as after-school programs. He also worked tirelessly to bring music and art into non-traditional venues in and around the community. He worked with other organizations such as Meals on Wheels, Hospice, and the United Way to use music as a tool for release and healing. After seeing the amazing results, Ian wants to go deeper into the healing power of sound, which led him down the path of holistic options paired with mindfulness techniques. He started meditating daily with frequency, breath work, and tension setting. So his healing method grew quickly into the beginning stages for his company, Listening to Smile, which he then founded in November of 2016. And today, Listening to Smile is an international company. Woohoo! Ian runs Listening to Smile with his partner, Dana Cato, where they are growing awareness for sound healing and working as true pioneers in the field. So without further ado, hello. Welcome, Ian.
1: Hello. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, I am so excited that you are here today, um, and I just want to let the listeners know that uh, um, you know, I'm going to be asking you some questions, and if they have some questions that come up for their own personal healing, need some ideas, things like that, or questions about the work that you do, um, so uh, listeners, you, if you are on live, you can actually call in, and I'll open up the chat in just a moment as well, if you are on the web and, and not using your phone, but if you do want to ask a question, you can call in at 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so we know your hand is up. Again, it's 818-514-1190. Okay. So, Ian, tell us how did you, you know, get into the arts? You know, the first of all, you know, the creative arts like music and performance art and, and, and um, you know, visual art. And then how did you get into the healing arts?
1: Yeah. Well, I was just really fortunate that my parents were bohemian hippies. (laughs) Oh, yay! (laughs) Yeah, they showed me a world of music, art, and poetry, and just, um, you know, I remember growing up, and my dad had like 2,500 vinyl records, and my mom made a joke saying that when they first got married, they were 18 and they had a budget and mom said that he would never eat lunch and save his lunch money and buy records with it. So it was Oh,
0: that's funny. A, he must have been you know, very slim. Yeah, something, <laughs>
1: yeah, it was just something that was always a part of my life. So I grew up around so much great music like Miles Davis, John Coltrane, James Taylor, the Beatles, you know, all that kind of stuff. And just Um, So it was just always a part of my life. So I was really fortunate um, in that. And that's what led into working with my nonprofit, Homemade Genius, where I was working with the underserved community, because I realized how much of an influence that had on my life and how so many people are growing up without that input or stimulation, and that I think it's really important. So that's what kind of, you know, just I was born into it. So I was really lucky. Oh, that is great. And
0: I love hearing about, well, <laughs> you, have happy parents, you know, I love he- hearing about <laughs> conscious parents, you know, who are really, I mean, they're, they're doing stuff out of the box. I mean, especially, I mean, you're, you know, you're old enough to know that, you know, in their day, it was still pretty, it's pretty, pretty rare, you know, that people will yeah. not just get into that box. And so, um, You know, we are so fortunate to have people like your parents, like yourself, who would just really follow their hearts and then make something Mm -hmm. that is highly um, impactful, if you will, you know, to a lot of other people. Um, Yeah, so tell us a little bit about, you know, the healing journey part of your development. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so I was – my parents had big hearts, and I had a big heart, and I'm one of those people, like you were talking about at the beginning, the HSP, <laughs> the ah. highly sensitive person. Um, and so what happened was I was um, an open door, you know, with my nonprofit. I was young. When I started my nonprofit, I was 24 years old. Um, You know, so I, from, you know, for almost 10 years, I ran that nonprofit. And, you know, over time, what happened was being there for everyone constantly, just, you know. And I uh, remember seeing Alanis Morissette talk about her first debut album, how when she hit big, she had no idea that it was going to be what it was. And it just, over a period of two years from that first album coming out, it depleted her life to where she remembers being in a closet trying to stay away from people in her house, her own house, like she had lost control over because she was so nice and just had a hard time with boundaries. And I think that when I look back on my time, running my nonprofit, there was so much learning that was taking place as a business person, as an entrepreneur, but also um, as an artist, helping other artists and and trying to create change in my community. I was just giving, 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 and had that open door to where, uh, you know, eventually it depleted me so much that it was – physical manifestations that started happening. Um so, you know, it was a lesson for me to learn how powerful boundaries are and also self-care. Um you know, I was ultimately diagnosed with MS and colon cancer from two different doctors and just went through almost 2 years of hell. You know, it was just a dark night of the soul. Um, you know, dealing with a lot of the issues, and there were so many issues that it was hard for them to really pinpoint what was going on because it was like uh, the body was in an emergency state. You know, <laughs> so uh-huh. um, it's it's really out of necessity that I started saying, well, I'm already a musician, and I found this book called The Healing Power of Sound by Dr. Mitchell Gainer in like t- I 2011. Know that one. Yeah, yeah, and it's a very amazing, powerful book, and it just happened to coincide with me reading back-to-back Louise Hey You Can Heal Your Life. Um, and those two books really helped me just dive all in for, you know, seeing how powerful sound healing, intention setting, and breath work, and meditation paired in tandem, you know, was. And so about a year and a half of doing that daily, I lost 110 pounds of weight. I uh, pretty much reversed most of I would say 80-85% of the issues that I was dealing with um, were gone in that time and then also the biggest thing that for me was that I had struggled with my whole life was dyslexia and I started even seeing that I was able to retain information easier that I was actually remembering remembering things two three years later after reading them and able to hold conversations with people about it and um, it was just a very life-changing thing. You know, people said, you know, you've lost almost a whole person, you know, in weight, and you're talking faster, <laughs> you, seem smarter, you seem happier, and they're like, what is it? And I was like, it's the frequencies, man. You know, so like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was something that was just, uh, it, it was really hard to explain, but it was just something that people could not notice. You know, they were saying, you know, you've changed dramatically, and what's going on? And I said, you know, it's the vibrations, so...
0: Wow, what an amazing story. Now, I know people are going to want to, you know, ask you this. So I'm going to ask you first. Is like okay. you mentioned about MS. You mentioned about colon cancer. So are these things that you, you know, still have as a diagnosis or are they quote unquote
1: cured or remission? Like what's going on with those very serious illnesses? yeah so I was what was going on was, and I think the reason that was hard for them to pinpoint was I was having major just out of nowhere, you know, I was overweight, so that was number one. I was about three hundred and fifteen pounds at the time, and that actually came from a lot of you know just depression, anxiety, and a lot of things that I was going through for probably almost a ten or twelve year period. Um, And, you know, so I was having skin rashes, uh, outbreaking, you know, after I would eat foods that I had ate my whole life, never having problems with, peanuts, strawberries. I was having digestive issues, cramping constantly. I was having chronic migraines with the dancing lights in my vision. I was having muscle spasms and pains and just constant pain in almost all parts of the body. (laughs) It was not a fun time, you know. And so... Um, you know, within two weeks of starting frequency music, I would just listen with headphones and do meditations and breath work. And the first thing is I was always a busybody. I had a hard time sitting still, so meditation was never an option. But when I did, did it with headphones, I started seeing that um, I was able to calm my mind down enough to be able to sit still. And the music blocked out. The external environment, but it also over a period of about six to eight days, I started seeing that it was quieting the internal environment. And so I was able to, to set at peace. And I remember about two weeks in, uh, you know, talking to my mom and talking to some of my friends and saying, you know, this is the first time in 30 plus years that I can say that this is peaceful. I, I never knew what this was like my whole life. I never knew what peace was like this. Um, and so, you know, within two weeks, I saw those kind of um, results, but within a month to two months is when I started seeing changes in my brain fog, my clarity, my Uh, focus, you know, and the dyslexia starting to change when I would read. Before, with the dyslexia, I would read a page and have to read it like six to eight times to retain that information. And so now Mm -hmm. I was reading a paragraph and being able to recite it to people in conversation like, you know, three weeks later, a year later, um, and just seeing that huge difference in just a few months. And within, I would say, six months, I'd already lost 40, 50 pounds um you know and then about a year year and a half it was over to you know over a hundred pounds i had lost and so you know you started seeing changes in clarity of the mind focus of the mind you know uh being able to retain information where before i wasn't and then you know just overall seeing all of those issues you know dissipate and so um yeah it was a very challenging time but it was something that you know when i would see doctors they would just be like well what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and, and, you know, one thing that I remember was uh, one of the doctor visits I was sitting in the office and the, um, I was having still pains, you know, within a few weeks and going back and forth and where it was really noticeable to them and to me was I was sitting in the emergency room on blood pressure. I mean, the, uh, not the emergency room, the uh, patient room. And when that, when they came in and did my blood pressure, my blood pressure was over 200. You know, it was, it was very high. And so she was like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm in tremendous amount of pain. And I said, give me 10 minutes and come back into the room because I want the real readings, you know, to show up. So she came into the room, you know, 10 minutes later, and she took my blood pressure again, and it was like 150. And so she was like, I have never seen anything like that before, like to be that high, you know, she was like, obviously there's health issues and and obviously, you know, you're super anxiety and in pain and all of that. But what did you do? And I said, I just meditated. I turned off the light in the room and I just meditated for 10 minutes until you came in here. And, you know, she said, that is a dramatic change. (laughs) in Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It was, it was huge. And so, she was saying, well, I'm going to have to look into this for myself, you know, like because it was that, like, shocking to her. And it was also shocking to me that my blood pressure would be that high, but I was in so much pain and so much anxiety during that time. And, you know, steadily all of that just started coming down more and more, the the symptoms and the issues that I was, um, you know, suffering from, and then also seeing it in the readings, you know, from the, the you know, the 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 clinical side of it. Um, all of that started changing to where I didn't need that anymore, and it eventually, you know, led to the change of my diet and just change of my my perception of like what life could be, you know, by um, unloading some of that, you know, heaviness that I was carrying around for so many years, you know.
0: Uh-huh. I do. I absolutely do, and I think it's really important. The word you just used in that sentence, perception. Um, and yeah. it's some people are like, well, you know, I tried dieting, and I tried this, and I tried that, and it's not working. I've been to all these doctors, but I think, you know, what you know, a perfect example of you know using your creativity and then and then creating a tool and using tools like frequency-minded music to get to that place where it starts to automatic, if you will, you know, shift your perception and from that perceptual shift that actually then manifests you know healing and and you know really wonderful and, and great things so yeah congratulations that is amazing Thanks. thank you for that story well i was hard, hard, hard to imagine one, you that big one. sorry <laughs> i'm looking at your picture. No, 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 I'm like, no really no. <laughs>
1: No no that's okay. Um what I was going to say is I think when people are going through like for me I had never experienced health issues like that before in my life just dealing with dyslexia and things like that but um the actual physical pain was something that was so shocking um how much pain I was in I, the pain threshold I had never experienced and so when that happens, I think we get overwhelmed uh, when we're dealing with things like that, that are so uncertain and also unknown. Um, And so you're dealing with a level of anxiety, but you're also dealing with um, uncharted waters. So it makes you very um, inward and you start going into those victim modes of like, why is this happening? God, why are you letting this happen to me? And, And all of those things. And I think that when people realize how powerful body awareness and, like, the mind-body connection, like heart-brain coherence, like, when you're dealing with things like that and you start changing, like you were saying, your perception um, for, one, what you're dealing with, and, two, um, what's actually taking place, you're able to kind of deconstruct the model and start looking at it in a more clinical and scientific way and then molding that, merging that with the... Mind, body, spiritual side of like, you know, the awareness of tuning into, listening to the body because we're so hustle bustle we don't really listen to anything, <laughs> we're just go 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 so go go. true. Go. And so <laughs> I think that when you do that, it really shifts a lot of things in your life.
0: Oh yeah, beautiful. Well, let's get to you know, kind of like the technology part or the, or the part about you know how, you know how does. Frequency minded music work exactly? Like, share with us what you do in your business and how it helps people.
1: Yeah, so music is an amazing tool in general, just music without frequency or any scientific, you know, just making music for creative purposes, expression purposes, already is an amazing tool for facilitating uh new moods. Um like I always tell people if you listen to Bob Marley at some point everything's going to be all right, you know, like just <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just it's really good vibes. It's hard to be in a bad mood and listen to that music, you know. So, right. um you you know, most of the people, the clients that I'm working with, the first question I ask them is how much do you listen to music and they say like frequency minded music and I say no just music how much do you listen to it and almost every person that's dealing with something that's overwhelming to them like as far as health issues go almost every single person I think it was like 87 percent of the people that we asked that question to said I don't really listen to music anymore and so we try in the first step to help people understand how important music is like Just putting on music when you're cooking or when you're getting ready for bed, like a meditation that helps you step down your brainwave activity and kind of get in a more relaxed state so you're more easily transitioning into the sleep patterns. Or just in the morning, if you're getting up and you're feeling like lethargic and you're having a hard time putting on some upbeat music while you're getting ready or cooking breakfast or, you know, those kind of things are so simple to do, but they have such a huge income, I mean, out in, uh, input on the outcome of your day. And so um, that's really important. And, and so what makes frequency-minded music different than just music in general as like a mood facilitator is that you have of the frequencies and the frequencies interact with body um, in a you know a whole plethora of ways but the 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 main thing that i would say is that you're giving in our music we create a tone foundation that is like a tritone, not in a musical term, but just that we have uh, a frequency we start with, let's say like 528 hertz, the frequency of love, which is a C note, and then we would take a mid-octave and a bass octave and blend those together, and the way that they're panned in the headphones is like one on the left, one on the right, very similar to a binaural beat, and then we have a mono beat in the center brain. And so when people are listening, they say, this music feels really full, like it sounds different than regular music. And it's because those tones are being delivered from the beginning to the end of the song, and the song is constructed around those frequencies. So in doing that, the brain has something to focus on and tune into the entirety of the song, even if there's changes. Like in most music, you have like a verse, chorus, and a bridge, and then a verse or chorus again, and then the song's over. So you're changing all through that. But in a lot of our music, not all of our music, but a lot of the music, it's staying the same, and it's, it's got variations and different styles of um, harmonies and melodies and notes that come in, but those frequencies are consistent. So the brain is, has something to hold on to, and it actually steps the brainwave activity down <clears throat> for whatever intention we're working for. So if we were going for like theta, theta brainwave pattern a lot of hypnotherapists and life coaches like because it's a really highly programmable state of the subconscious. And so, you know, we'll we'll put that in the music. And so not only do you have the mood and the feeling of the music, but you also have the lyrics of the music. And now you're introducing frequency, which is another deeper level of connection with that music. And so you can help people that are anxious or people that are having a hard time, um, you know, with pain. You can use something like that to help step their brainwave activity down to a more relaxed state. Now, in that state, you, when you're using it as a therapist or, um, you know, a facilitator of these events, you're able to connect with the person on that level in a much clearer deeper level, and then help them giving, by giving them new perspectives or, you know, uh, declarative statements like, I am divinely protected. I am healing now. And, like, when you work with someone like that over and over in repetition consistently, you're reprogramming their subconscious thought space um, where a lot of these uh, illnesses are born because we start worrying, we get into anxiety, we start not eating right, not sleeping right, start breaking down the immune system. So it's just like it's a kind of a Tetris, you know, it's like one thing leads to another and the dots all connect. And that's where people um, are needing these tools to help them get recentered, rebalanced, and more focused for that self care that's so desperately needed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I had a question about the, the brainwave. Um, you know, there's, um, you know, uh, different uh, providers, if you will, or artists uh, or companies that offer, uh, you know, brainwave entrainment. And that's just mm-hmm. what you're talking about. But I just wanted to go on that for a little bit because I have experienced a couple of different uh, brainwave entrainment uh, music various different companies, uh, and with the exception of Dr. Jeffrey Thompson's work, um, I got to be honest. I've been annoyed
2: <laughs> yeah. with this yeah.
0: thing because I hear this. I, I'm going to try to sing it, but yeah. you know, and yeah. mm-hmm. uh
2: it's
0: it's annoying to me. I just I just don't yeah. like it, and so I bought a bunch of stuff that I don't listen to. You know. <laughs> Uh, because of that, and I know we're not talking about you know the the you know the 528 or the different you know sovietio frequencies and, and stuff like that, but just curious as to what your take is on uh, the different ways that
1: people have produced rain waves and treatment music in the past. Yeah, uh, well, what's interesting is so we have kind of a beginner, uh, intermediate, and then more advanced approach to binaural beats. Um, Most of the binaural beats we make are custom for our clients and we do have one binaural beat album that's available to the public. But the reason that I don't go in-depth offering it to the public more and doing more of the custom work is because there's so much information that's needed to really work on creating a piece of music in a binaural form for a person to actually utilize that's going to create the change that they're looking for. And it's because everyone's tastes are so different, you know, right? So. There's people who make binaural beats, and they're very strong. And for people who are just getting started, that's not a good place to start, um, in my opinion. So, the you know, most of most people um, want the effects of the binaural beats, but don't understand that it's something that you're going to grow into. You start on a easier, you know, um, and what I mean is that the volume of the binaurals and how that's set up is, like, on the left speaker, let's say we have... 100 hertz on the right speaker we place 104 hertz and that four hertz difference you know whenever that gets that wobble going so the brain wave I mean the brain does not like that wobble and it tries to um, fix it so what it does is it synchronizes and it actually facilitates both hemispheres synchronizing together and listening as a whole and what takes place is that the brain actually hears the difference between those beats which will be four hertz so then that that would be the theta brain wave it's like four hertz to eight hertz uh depending on who you're <laughs> you know there's some people will say that it goes up to nine hertz or ten hertz but um you know most people would say four to eight hertz is that theta brain wave uh state and so you know, when that is facilitated, I can do that in a way that's very um, minimal. You know, that is still there and still present, but it's almost like a um, on a subliminal level. And then you have like the more intermediate, where it's definitely there and the wobble. As, as long as you're listening for about seven to ten minutes, that wobble will dissipate, and it and you'll start hearing. Um, different things in that tonality. But the then you have like the advanced, the people who are really wanting to feel that and want that wobble to be turned up and so that it's very uh, noticeable and it's there and strong. And those are the people who've been listening to binaural beats for like two to five years and they really want to feel that experience of, you know, the power <laughs> of that. But if someone was to ah. listen to that for the first time, that would be really overwhelming to them because they're not used to it. And most, to be honest, most of the frequencies, like in Salsagio, once you go over 528, like you go to um, the heart chakra, the throat chakra, the third eye, like 852 hertz, and like the crown chakra is at 963 hertz, a lot of those, like you're getting up to 1,000 hertz. And when you're listening to that as a pure tone, just, you know, it's like it's like when people say, "Raise your hand if you can hear this tone." At the doctor for the hearing <laughs> test, it's very similar to that, right? But when those frequencies are higher, it's so high pitch, it's uncomfortable for people, especially if they're not used to it. So it makes this uncomfortable feeling. But what we're doing is, we're taking those higher frequencies and by blending them with the mid octave and the base octave, it makes it more accessible. It's easier to listen. To those tones because it's blended in a way that the, the high note is still there and it's definitely prevalent like the lead singer of a band, but it's also mixed right. with the other parts that make it more um, accessible or, or you know um, easily digestible <laughs> by the ears. Um, and so, and then also what I've found in our research is that basically bass is the placebo when people feel bass. They can feel, just like when people take a prescription drug and a lot of the side effects is what they are feeling, the actual main ingredient that's doing work, it would never know if it was working or not until a week or two weeks in, right? But because of those side effects on some of those prescription drugs, they'll say, like, well, I'm feeling something, so it must be working, right? And so it kicks in that. Right, right. Placebo effect, right? But, you know, uh-huh. it's the same thing with, like, base. When people feel the base, it's something they feel deeply in their body, and it's grounding right. and it connects with them. So as soon as they feel that bass, they're saying, well, I feel it. It must be working, you know, and so they kind of uh-huh. go into that. But, but it's, just, it's something that sets up comfort, I think. And so that's one of the reasons that we use lower frequencies in tandem with the higher frequencies. It not only helps to balance it out, but it also makes it more digestible to the ears, you know.
0: Oh, well, that makes so much sense. Two comments. One is that I remember when I was sitting in Dr. Jeffrey Thompson's office and we put had headphones on, and um, mm-hmm. we I couldn't hear the wobble. I couldn't hear the beat at all. Uh, and then yeah. he actually played the same piece of music with um, two speakers, and so there's air now, mm-hmm. right? Air between me and the ear, yeah. <laughs> and the ears, and I could hear the wobble. So he says, "Look, the wobble's mm-hmm. in your brain. You know when you, when you right. off tune like, the left at 100 and then the right at 104. And that's actually the funny thing. That's exactly the the example that I use when I try to explain it to people and I could not sense the wobble, but I think that some other companies may have actually produced the beat as a literally like an overlay, you know, like a beat, which is not very Mm -hmm. comfortable. I don't like that kind of technology and I much prefer the technology you're talking about that you use where it's just tuned differently and Besides, And if you use headphones, you cannot really notice that wobble. Um, the the other comment I wanted to make uh, had to do with um, so uh, the, the the different frequencies. Um, I noticed with singing bowls uh, that when I was at this is oh, gosh twenty years ago anyway so a long time ago you know when I was in my um, healer trainer uh, their their space they had different size singing bowls and the bass singing bowls like the bigger ones I really felt you know well. Uh, The Uh higher ones, which are more like for the sixth, seventh chakra, uh, were very annoying to me. And I think that, uh, I think my healer teacher back then said something to the effect of, well, a lot of your energy is in your head, Karen. (laughs) So that might be why it's so uncomfortable for you, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I I guess I personally at that time needed that more grounding Frequency, So it's good to hear that, you know, in your music, you add those octaves in, especially for those of us that have a lot of, like, you know, energy in our heads. <laughs> for, you know, I have a lot of yeah. energy in my six and seven chakra. So, um, yeah, that's so interesting, what you just
1: said about how it's made. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, and the other thing too is that I think the culture, like the spiritual culture of today, wants you to be happy all the time. And one of the things, there's two things that, like, when we're hosting these events live, we bring in surround sound speakers, that subwoofers and speakers. We have signs that have cymatic on them, so people can see what wow. um, you know. You know what it happens when sand is you know played through vibration through sand or through water and the geometric patterns that are formed that's cymatics and so we have cymatic pictures for people to see when they walk into these events and then we also use lights LED lights that are in conjunction with whatever chakra we're using um, at the event we have aromatherapy and then we have music that's created every month in the in line with the astrology information and the current events we we create an album in the collective energy and then host these events using that music and so when people walk into these events the first thing i talk about is you know the people that i really look up to bruce lipton joe dispenza greg braden all of these guys are basically bringing spirituality you know the bridge between spirituality and science and they're helping people to understand why these things are working and so like it's the same thing that we try to do by saying like sound is the first thing that acclimates you to this world when you're in your mother's womb your vibrational and sound is really your interaction with this you know perceived reality right Right. (laughs) and so you know there's lots of times that people are seeking comfort and instead of buying something or and looking at it like I'm going to eat this piece of food if you return to that thought of like being in the mother's womb being supported being you know cuddled held in that sacred space and then using sound to re um imagine you know that that in your body and mind is like such a powerful tool to just like returning to the womb you know in that that sacredness of protection and um, sanctuary and so a lot of times we just tell people that that's what we're doing with sound healing is just helping you mentally and emotionally to create a new um, sanctuary for yourself so that you can you know retreat from the world do the self-care that you need and also just let go of your worries and fears for that 30 minutes that hour and a half whatever it is um, that we're working with, so it's it's a very powerful tool in that
0: mm, that's really, really, really interesting. Um, so tell us a little bit about um you know how people would uh, um, like do they buy music from you, do they have a subscription, and if they're healers like and they want to use your music for their healing, like how does that all work?
1: Yeah, so we do have three sample albums on Spotify. Um, you know, it's a way that people can see the different styles of music that we have, um, you know, for free and just sample, play through the sample albums that are on Spotify. Then, if they would like to purchase an album as an individual, they can just go to listeningtosmile.com, and they're able to. At the top, there's a menu that says "Get Music" or "Buy Music," um, and that'll lead them to the albums that they can purchase. And then we do have an affiliate program for practitioners and the practitioners get two free albums when they sign up. They get the month they sign up for, so they start with three albums. And then every month for the rest of that year, they'll get a new album each month that is made with the astrology for that month, as well as the current events. And it's got um, some mid-tempo songs and also deep meditation songs. And so every month it's new genres of music. So we have everything from Kurtan and uh, vocal toning to minimalist sound healing tracks, singing bowls, tuning forks. But we also have like jazz, indie rock, trip hop, hip hop, things that people use with like wow meditations, really? personal <laughs> yeah personal trainers, um, yoga teachers, and and all of that kind of stuff. So there's and it's all frequency. So like we're using the Schumann Resonance, the Sulfagio scale. We're using planetary frequencies. We're also using uh, Rife, like Royal Royal Raymond Rife frequencies for the uh, body organs and things like that. So every month there's new frequencies, new intentions, and new genres of music, and it's in everything that you can think of from mid-tempo and upbeat to, you know, uh, deep meditation and sound healing tracks. And so the practitioners... um, you know, are able to not only use this in sessions and at live events, but they can also use it on social media, they can resell to their clients, and they can also resell the program to other holistic practitioners. So we've made it to where um, it's also, it adds diversity and value to their practice, but also um, gives them several ways to monetize it and recoup their investment. So...
0: Well, that's great. And uh, how about the non-practitioners, if they were wanting to take advantage of the, you know, the latest, like
1: whatever it is for the month, how do they do that? Where do they go on the website? Yeah, so that's the exclusivity of being a practitioner with us. <laughs> is
2: that,
1: ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so so the, the wellness series that we have available to the public, there's about 10 CDs in there at any given time, and then every couple months we change out. The album so there's always something fresh in there but it's definitely not the same approach as what the practitioners get um, but yeah so we we do have um, albums available to the public but it's um the exclusivity is one of the perks for being an affiliate with us
0: I see I see okay great.
1: so they can they can attend events from a practitioner. Um, right now we have about 168 practitioners worldwide and they're in seven different countries. And so um, a lot of times people will email in and then we'll point them in the direction of um, the closest practitioner to them so that they could experience one of the events.
0: Okay, awesome. And then what about, to yep. tell us a little bit about, uh, well, now, now, well, we we want to be able to travel soon <laughs> so we can <laughs> yeah. have these amazing yeah. events. um, um but uh, tell us a little bit about the um, – you mentioned earlier about custom tracks. How does yeah, how does that work?
1: Yeah. On our site, we have a form that people can fill out if they're interested. And so we're working with neuroscientists, um, life coaches, hypnotherapists, um, even yoga teachers who are putting together their own guided meditation albums. And so it's very customizable. So someone will call in and say, you know, I want to get a 528 track done. I want it to be binaural beat. I want to have ocean sounds. And I want it to be 20 minutes long. And can you put some guitar in there? You know, stuff like that. And so wow. we, create, yeah, we create custom tracks for people to use um, in their practice and develop branding and products that they can resell to their clients. Um, and, you know, it's everything like we've done soundtracks uh, for movies, like for, on Netflix, and we've done stuff for oh, personal cool. practitioners. Yeah. And so we, you know, we're doing a lot of different um, uh, sound design work like that, where we're creating uh, custom projects for people. I love your logo, by the way. I'm very into color, so. <laughs> oh, cool, yeah. It's not yeah, always yeah. the funnest thing to print on T-shirts because it's seven different colors. but. Oh, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. It's yeah, yeah, it's definitely, so, I like
0: it a lot. So one of the things that um, I have, you know, a group of, uh, you know, friends, who are all energy healers, Mm -hmm. and one of the challenges that we've had in terms of music licensing, um, and this may or may not be, you know, appropriate uh, for your business, but I thought I'd ask anyway, live on the show, um, is that, uh, you know, we would, you know, get a license, and then there's a certain amount of talking that has to be on the track, uh, or singing, or light language, or something, in order for us to be able to use it and resell it, and what happens is that we can infuse our particular energy healing frequencies through the music for the client Mm -hmm. so in the past the you know there's a lot of people that have asked various different companies can we do that and they said well no you have to talk (laughs) you know you have to talk you know uh 20 percent of the track has to be you know uh in order for us to license you for that and um so how does that work with your company is that true we still have to say something and talk in order to resell it or can we just you know infuse the music and use it you know if it's custom you know how does that work
1: yeah well music licensing is so it's i think it's one of the most underlooked things um for the integrity of a holistic practice and what I mean by that is most people don't understand that they're breaking the law when they take like for example. We just came, uh, we're right outside of Pittsburgh. We came here to work with Carnegie Mellon uh, University with research with our music. And while we were here, there's a woman that owns a yoga studio. Well, she has like five yoga studios. And so she came to us and said, I'm being threatened um, by BMI for a lawsuit because we've been using Spotify Playlist at our studio. And she's like, I don't understand. Can you help me understand this like and so I was telling her I said when you're paying the 10 dollars a month for Spotify um that's for you personally where you're breaking the copyright law is that you're taking money like from tickets you know from people coming to your yoga class and then you're using someone else's craft in your practice without having the license and so I said they should get a cut the record label should get a cut because you know you're using that and so she was like well it's background they're really coming for the yoga. And I said, well, imagine if I took a video of you teaching yoga and I put my music to it and I was selling it to people. And she goes, oh, right? Right, <laughs> right. So, you know, good good analogy. Of, yeah. So, yeah. So a lot of people don't realize they're breaking the law. So with our – Company. That's one of the reasons that we started the affiliateship with people was that we're giving you the proper permissions permissions and license to use this in your practice as well as we give you training on hosting sonic meditations, um, you know how to create a sound bath. Even if you're not a musician or a sound healer, this gives you the option of hosting and facilitating sound healing events. Plus, you're getting the proper permissions and license to use it and to resell it. And there's not, I, as far as I know, there's no program that'll let you resell music the way that we are and to use it on social media, podcasts, and things like that as a. No, I've never license. heard of that. Yeah, yeah all the licensing
0: so we, agreements I've ever signed say you have to, you have to talk, you have to
1: change it, you have to put it to video. So. Right. Right. Yeah, so um, there are options available to use it in that way. And we we created a multi-level license, and most people would charge you for every little different thing that you're taking it into. And so as long as you're an affiliate with us, you're able to use it in a lot of diverse ways and monetize it in a lot of diverse ways. So um, I think it's definitely... Um, this is the new model for the new paradigm, I think. it's We've tried to create a win-win situation for the people we're working with, the people they're facilitating with, and then us as a musician. Um, a real fast note, On Spotify, if you get a million streams on Spotify, the artist makes $3,500, which is ridiculous. And then also on iTunes, if someone buys an album from an artist on iTunes, it'll take three to four months for that artist to see that money. So a lot of people don't realize um, how tough it is for musicians in this market, much less now that COVID's happened and you can't perform anymore. It's pretty much decimated the performing arts industry and the holistic arts industry um, and and also restaurants and everyone's feeling it but people who needed that live interaction to make money like physical therapists and massage therapists and musicians like you know this is a um, really challenging time so for us we were really fortunate and blessed that this model was already in place for the last five years and we've you know continued to grow and Um, Are just very blessed in the connections of the people that we're making, Um, and you know, I think it's just people seeing like, wow, I can use this to host online events. I can host live events in person. I can resell it in both of those settings, and I can sell on social media and my newsletters. I can also, you know, so I can use it on my podcast, my YouTube videos, and I can also monetize it by saying, hey, if you like this music in this video, you can buy it from me for you know ten dollars off. And so it's like there's a lot of ways that it makes it um, a value to the practitioner, but also like diverse in the way you can use it and monetize it. So. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Oh yeah. That's so cool. That's very cool. Yep. So you may have some more healer people coming your way <laughs> uh, soon, which would be great. Um, now uh, I have a, um, a young person and I, you know, the, the, the sensitive souls that are, you know, between fifteen and thirty. Um, I have a special place in my heart for for them and, and um she's been wanting to get into music for a really long time. She's written songs, but she's not a musician and um but she's so interested, and she's listening now. I'm sure um, about how you know. Do you have any advice for someone like that who wants to sing, bring their gifts out into the world, but also take advantage of some of the technology that you provide in terms of? She wants her songs to be healing songs, you know. So when she sings, you know, with with the there's solfeggio, there's whatever, you know, like that that is a healing song with the intention, you know, of the of the lyrics and and the song itself, and you know, I haven't been able to recommend anyone to her because I don't, I don't, I'm not connected in the industry. So any advice for her?
1: Yeah. So I always, when I'm, when I ran my nonprofit, it was called Homemade Genius. And I worked with artists from, you know, every genre of music, but we hosted our own events and art shows and concerts and things like that. So I had, um, you know, my hands in a lot of, uh, different genres of, of artists and you know just able to work with them and, and hear what they were saying and, and working at and it's probably one of the most prestigious performing arts schools um, in the U.S. you know it's been there for over a hundred years now I think um, and you know some really amazing people have attended there but it's uh, being around that really helps me to see the power of intention and what I mean by that is just that there's a lot of music today that's about heartbreak and partying and this and that because they think that's what people want to hear but I think people like uh, India Iree that uh, you know and the different styles of musicians who are just speaking from their heart I think you know reaching in your hearts being vulnerable and being strong in that vulnerability to really put out what's in your heart, no matter what you think people will think of it. I think that's going to be the new paradigm of music. It's not going to be party songs or just, you know, sad love songs. It's going to be people that are inspiring people to use their third eye, to wake up, to see you know, past the BS and into the truth and to um, start singing about the things that are challenging to the world, some things that people don't want to hear, some things that people just need to hear, um, like you're loved, you're supported, you know, everything's going to be all right, you know, those kind of things. And so um, I think that putting them in traditional structures of songs pop and folk and singer songwriter and like putting together a message that you think um will help someone that's in the dumps or someone that needs to hear some inspiration or someone that needs to hear positivity i really think that intention is the number one thing and then the second thing would be finding your voice like For me, um, you know, there's people that want us to sound like other people and I'm like, that's not what we sound like and maybe we're not for you and we're okay with not being, you know, something to everyone because we realize that this still comes down to art and I have to be happy in making my creation, but I also want it to be um, engaging um, and something that works for the people who are listening. And so I know I'm not for everyone. And I think that as an artist, once you realize that you have to find your voice, what really is authentic to you, your authentic voice, um, it's going to be when the manifestations start happening around what you're doing. You know, don't try to sound like someone else. Just be yourself. Have good intentions and put out the best music that you can. And so um, on the other side note, like, we are working with spoken word poets that are putting out albums and putting our music to it, putting our music wow. in their videos for YouTube. And we also are working with artists who have singer-songwriter lyrics um, or just lyrics of songs, like even hip-hop um, artists that are saying, I want to use the vibrations, can you create albums? So we've created, you know, hip hop albums and folk albums as well for people um, you know, that just have lyrics and they basically we record the songs and send them to them and then they go to a studio and record on top of the music and put it out as their own creation.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you may be getting another phone call. <laughs> you know, um but it's it's a, you know, I'd love her to 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 have her manifest her dream. Um, yeah she's a beautiful person beautiful voice you know beautiful lyrics she just became a mom not that long ago and uh, sometimes it's really Mm -hmm. hard when you come from a place where you know the past has been traumatic and you don't see the opportunities out there that people do the kind of stuff that you do which is why we have people like you and your company on the show so people can be expanded about what's possible um, yeah, so cool. So I think,
1: cool. in in my opinion, like what we were talking about at the beginning, I think creativity is one of the most purest, um, simplest forms of healing because you have the expression element of it. So as an artist, when you're digging deep to write those positive and heartfelt lyrics, um, there's a sense of release work that's taking place and putting that out there, and then the second release is when it's introduced to other people, and then they start giving you feedback like, "Oh my God, I feel the same way, and I really needed to hear this right now." And and like that, not only is that a release of like, "Oh man," um, you know, but it's coming back to you as a ripple, you know, from the universe, um, and that is a um, a really happy feeling as an artist that something that you struggled with and then had that release and then the release coming back to you as a ripple where it's helping other people, I think that's it's such a powerful tool of transformation for not only the artist but also the listener. Um, and when other people realize that creativity doesn't have to be poetry, music, and art, that it can even be things like a single mom trying to do a shoestring budget and being creative and how she's putting things together and seeing that creativity is sprinkled in every activity of your life. You know what I'm saying? And then the next step is to step back as like a telescope and realize that the creative people around us that we take for granted, manipulate, and kind of just leave on the side of the road these days, are the people who are actually shaping the world, the videographers, the graphic design artists. And, you know, like when you look at a corporation and the way that they have their commercialized you know, everything, it's all using colors, it's all using all of these techniques to engage you, and they're using artists, that's how they execute it. They're using artists to bring that in, and when you look at poets poets and screenwriters, and, you know, it's like every single thing that is entertainment is, like, brought through these creative people, and so if you really look at it, creativity is like the building block of life around us. And so I think that um, having an appreciation for it and learning to tap into it in those moments um, is such a healing for every single person, you know, on the planet.
0: Uh Yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah, very inspiring. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Um, I just want to let folks that are live on the on the uh interview today that if you'd like to ask ian a question relative to what's going on with you maybe some suggestions on maybe an album that would be appropriate for whatever you're going through the number to call in is 818-514-1190 hit one so we know your hands up again 818-514-1190 and hit one uh or if you have a general question as well and also um i'm just going uh, hovering over the chat and see if the folks on the chat would like to ask a question as well you can do that if you're live on the show um, yeah, so let me just uh, share with everyone your URL again. So it is listening to Smile on one all one word, .com. So listeningtosmile.com. Um, one of the questions is, uh, if I don't have Shopify subscription, is there a way to hear some of your music? Oh, uh, Spotify? Yeah, if they don't have Spotify, not okay. very techie. Or they, they think yeah. they have to buy yeah. a
1: subscription, so, and they don't no, have they don't. one. They can, so if they go to uh, Listening to Smile and the number one, listening to listeningtosmile1.bandcamp.com, they can go, and that takes them directly to our wellness series, and those albums are available for the public to purchase. And can they hear so, a little bit to this? Yeah, there's samples. There's samples of every. They're like one or two songs on each album. You can sample.
0: Oh, okay, great, great, awesome. Yeah, there's uh, some
2: folks are yeah. not tech
0: Even I don't have Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: that's
0: you know, fine. Um, yeah, I do. A friend of mine gave me uh, an Alexa Echo Dot thing. I would never buy one for myself, but uh, you know, aside from telling me when the when I when it's time to put the broth in the fridge. Um, <laughs> So sometimes I'll have her try to play me music and I got to tell you, it's really random. You know, it's really random. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yesterday I was like, okay, play me songs from My Fair Lady, right? You know, <laughs> and Or play yeah. me, you know, this song from Miley Cyrus and they're like, it is not available on here. You have to buy, you know, you have to buy Amazon Prime yeah. Music anyway. So and I'm pretty techie, but, uh, yeah, this is this is great. Um, let me just check in the queue just to see if anyone has a question. Nope, lots of people in there, but no one has their hand up just yet. Uh, this is very exciting and so wonderful to learn about your, your business, about the special licensing, especially for those of us that are practitioners. Um, I, myself, you know, when we went to um, – I taught at the Omega Institute, and and so these are, you know, it's it's great to be able to have uh, that ability to to share, you know, some of the uh, some of the amazing music to get people in a certain vibration and state, because uh, it really does make a difference in um, in live events for sure. And it sounds like some of the ones that you and your people have been doing are
1: really neat with the the
0: lights and the music and the cymatics. I mean, that is
1: super cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely um it's something that you want to we wanted to create an environment that was um something that made people curious and excited um but also kind of um we we call it subtly epic, right? <laughs> so it's it's That's basically funny. being Subtle in the way you're delivering it, but some epic in the way that, you know, it's like when people go see an acoustic performer, like, hey, that was really good. I enjoyed that. And then they go to Bonnaroo and they're like, come back and like, oh my gosh, it was amazing. I was up for a week straight and I saw 10,000 bands and it was amazing. And like, they just talked nonstop about it for weeks after coming back from like a music festival. And we wanted to create that same kind of spiritual excitement um, in a way that was just subtly epic. So that's what we gear our events for. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, sounds cool. Oh, we do have a question here. I'm going to unmute okay. the area code 858, say your first name, and then you can ask Ian your question.
2: Hi, Karen and Ian, this is Christy. And I was, um. hi, hey, this is fantastic. Um, I think Ian kind of answered my question. He said something about if you wanted to add your own thing on top of theirs, you would go to a studio and add it. Was there any way to do it with like the old MasterTrack Pro or anything like that that you could kind of do yourself? Or how, how do you go about doing that?
1: Yeah, so we do in some cases work with people that record their own vocals, but it just has to be a high enough quality um, and so I don't know if you have experience with, you know, recording, like if you're a podcaster or have done any kind of video No, I don't know anything other video. than
2: like, you know, when Master Track Pro first came out, so, you know, MIDI yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, um, the easiest thing to do is most areas will have a studio where you can do a recording, and most of those will be anywhere from like 30 to 80 bucks probably to get your voice recorded. Oh, um, and okay. you would just go in and record your voice in like a track studio, and they would record you reading your meditation or your positive affirmations, whatever it was. And then you would pay them, they would give you that, you would email it to us, and then we would blend that together with the track and then send you the finished product. Oh,
2: so that, okay.
1: That's the way that, yeah, so that's the way that you can create, even though we're in different locations. Um, it makes it pretty inexpensive and pretty fast and easy
2: to create um, an album or a recording. Now, what to come to you back as? Like when the studio Um, creates the whatever.
1: So they would give you probably like a zip drive or some kind of something, or you have you bring in a zip drive, and then they would put the file on that, drive for you and then you would just use a computer to email it to us.
2: Oh, okay. So, so it'd be, it'd be like an MP3 their, or something yeah, like that.
1: They probably will do a wave file. Wave. Okay. Um but yeah, MP3s if they're high quality can can work, but it would be better to be a wave file.
2: Okay, great. Well, this is fantastic. Yeah. I love what you're doing. It's yeah. wonderful. How many uh, people do you me. have put all this together to have that much versatility?
1: So I play about 25 different instruments, and I've been playing, you know, some of the first bands I played in were punk rock and metal bands when I was, like, 16. And then I grew into, like, cover bands and classical and world music and got into trip-hop and hip-hop and a lot of different genres. So I work with, you know, yeah, so I work, I do probably 90% of the music, and then every once in a while we get um, guest musicians that come in, whether it's a vocalist or an instrumentalist that add their own style, so it gives more variety throughout the year um, on the recordings. But most of, I do all the recording and mixing and mastering and all of that, so I'm pretty busy and wow, day, like 20, <laughs> 22 of the days of the month, you know. It's a, it's a, it's a process.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what a talented guy with a great, oh. great inspirational attitude. So. <laughs> oh, well, okay. thank you, Ian. Thank yeah. you, Karen. This is fantastic.
0: Yeah, thanks, Christy. Thanks for your question. Awesome. Um, right.
2: let's just
0: to uh, extrapolate a little bit of what uh, Christy said, Ian. Um, so so for my young mom, so she has a song in her head, but she doesn't play instruments. So mm-hmm. how would that work in terms of, like, would she sing something to you guys and then you would make the track um, and then you would go to a studio to record it?
1: No, in the sense of that, what we would do is she would try to find a song on YouTube or something that was in the genre that she had in her head. You know, like something that she wanted it to sound like and say, I want it something similar to this. And so we would just look at the chord progressions and look at how the song was set up and the genre and the beats per minute. And then we would create something for her that would be kind of a mirror to that. It wouldn't copy it. It wouldn't be the same song. It would just be something in the, in the vein of that song. And then we would send it to her and then she would be able to write the melody and record it, you know, at a studio. And then she could send it to us or the studio that she's at, she could have them mix it for her, take our track and put her voice over top of it. And that would be more expensive, but, um, you know, it's it's there's a lot of different options, but basically it would just be reverse engineering it. It would, you know, we would start with the song um, and then build the song, and then she would be able to form her melody and sing it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm sure she has the melody in her mind and the chord in her mind, but she doesn't know how to put the chord on, in an instrument, right? Because I'd be mean, like, okay, right. well, that could be a D or that could be an F or that could be, you know, like, you know, like cause I, I'm yeah. a, you know, uh, I play piano. So, you know, I have a certain degree mm-hmm. of musical background. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's really great. Well, this is a lot, you know, a lot further than where she was an hour ago in terms of uh, creating dreams. <laughs> so certainly appreciate your expertise in the space. And um, for everyone listening in, uh, to, uh, go to listeningtosmile.com. You can check out some of the uh, public tracks, uh, a couple of those. You can see what that's like, whether it resonates with you. And then, of course, if you're a healer, helper, holistic practitioner, then you can check out the affiliate program at listeningtosmile. And, uh, Ian, thank you so much for being on the show. If you have any last words or or advice, tips, um, yeah, you could definitely share that now
1: before we say goodbye. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say that this is really easy to do, that anyone can do it and that 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes at night just before bed, utilizing some of the frequency music in a week to two weeks' time. Almost every single person that has dedicated that time for self-care has seen benefits, you know, improvements in the issues that they were targeting. And I think it's really easy to do, so don't procrastinate. And if it's something that uh, resonates with you, you know, it's it's easy to get started.
0: Mm, beautiful yes thank you for that thank you ian so much thanks for you know creating your company for your whole journey um so many of us in the healer space know that sometimes we do go through the dark night of the soul before we are able to really (laughs) tap into these amazing gifts and share them with others i'm so happy for your success and all the people you're connected with now and and uh some of these other artists um also want to thank all of our listeners for listening in and tuning in and We'll look forward to uh, connecting with you next time. Thank you, Ian. Thanks, everyone. Bye for yep. now.
1: Thank you.